नमो ब्रह्मा दिव्यो ब्रह्म विद्या संप्रदाय कर्तृभ्यो वंश ऋषिभ्यो महद्यो नमो गुरुभ्य शंकर शंकराचार्यम केशवं बादरायण सूत्रभाष्यकृत वंदे भगवंदनःश्वरो गुरुरात्मेति मूर्तिद विभागिने व्योमेहाय दक्षिणा मूर्त नम ओ नम सो वीवर इन द सेकंड वल्ली ऑफ कथोपनिषद वी सो द बैकग्राउंड दैट द स्टोरी स्टार्टेड विथ वाजस्रव वाज डूइंग द सर्व सर्वदान yajna called vishadit yajna and he gives his son who would pestered him to yama the boy comes to yama's palace waits for 3 days without food and water knowing that when yama comes back he gives him three wishes the first wishes was the first wish was that he should be the same person and his father should recognize him and there should not be any anger against his actions by his father which was accepted second one was on the on the yajna word the agni yajna where the panjagni yajna upasana being done for the purpose of brahma loka prapti and based on that yama when he instructed nachiketas the hero of our uh, story in the upanishad he was such an intelligent student that he was virtually explaining almost explaining back to yama the explanations what he was giving and pleased on the you know the shrewdness and the intelligent capacity of the student yama gives him a garland a necklace and also tells that from today onwards this particular yajna which is called the panjagni agni will be known as nachiketa agni from then for those who want to do three nachiketa three times when they do that they they are bound to go to the uh, swarga loka so that was the thing. and the third question which nachiketa asked was which stunned it virtually stumped uh, yamaha and he tried all his method in which to dissuade the boy from pursuing that ants question the question was none other than he what the boy asked i have heard that after the death there is something which is there and some say there is nothing beyond so what if what is the truth behind that after death what happens to a human being and if it is if there is something there what is that what is the reality of it what is the truth about it so yama continues saying that you know this is something which is very 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 subtle and very difficult to understand he starts offering him with all the you know padavis all the positions like even hiranyagarbha padavi where he can live as long as he wants without becoming old his senses will be perfectly in shape till he decides to leave his body and uh, you know all the celestials and enjoyments of the surgaloka everything was offered to nachiketa and nachiketa with a stroke of hand says that you keep it all for yourself i am not interested in that i want to know what is the truth of what happens when somebody dies so persisted by nachiketa yama starts you know testing the boy with 
you know, praising him that you are an intelligent boy and all those type of things. Then as a reciprocal thing, Najiget also tells, I am not, I know that only a person who knows about death can teach all those things. So there is no other teacher better than you who is established in the truth can teach me. So there was a dialogue between them. And Emma understood this boy is not going to uh, go back without getting this no. So in the last class, the last mantra which we took was Sarva Veda Yatpada Mamananti Tatama Tapasamsi Varnanicha Yatpadanti Yadichando Brahmacharyam Charanti Tate Padam Sangrahena Bravimi Om Ityeta. Unachiketa, all those status, all that position which every Veda Whatever Veda is there, it is talking about that. And all those do, Sarvani Tapamsi, all those do the tapas, they are also talking about it. Yet Padam Ichandi Brahmacharyam Charandi, all the people who austerity people do, Brahmacharyam is in desire of that Padam, that state, which Sangrahena Bravimi, I am telling you in concise form, and it is Om. Now, this Om is the one word answer given by Brahma in the last thing. From the ne- this next mantra onwards, for the next ten mantras, he is virtually giving a synopsis of what Brahma is. He is not getting into the details of it. He is giving answers or indication. Now, for example... Suppose if we want to go to a religious place like Mahavishnu Devi or Kedarnath or place, the person who has gone there, he can give us a description of how the temple looks and with all indicative things. But you don't have that feeling of having seen that experience. In these next 10 slokas, it is something very similar. Emma is giving the all indicative Lakshanas, that is what you call Lakshanavritti, or the signs, what that state may be or may look like or what that state can be. But then he doesn't get into the details of it until he goes to the next chapter, the Tridhyavalli onwards, he will get into the details where what is Ishvara, Jiva, etc., etc. But for that time being, he is giving all indications, which itself is very difficult for ordinary intelligence to grasp it and understand it. But however much we can grasp it, we will go through that and we will try to understand that. So he said Om. Now he is referring to the Om in the next mantra. Eda Deva Aksharam Brahma Eda Deva Aksharam Param Eda Deva Aksharam Jnatva Yoyati Chadi Tasyatat Yetat This Om or this Brahma, which I, which I told you, this Akshadam, or this word which I told you, is indeed Eva Brahma. That is what is called Brahman. Brahma is, see, Brahma, the word, is used in two ways. When you say Brahma with a, with a long Akara, A in the end, it pertains to the Trimurti, Brahma, Vishnu, Shiva. But when I say, when we say Brahma, with a short R, it is indicating the Brahman 
which is that the Napumsaka Linga Brahman. And when in the Pradama Epa Vibhakti, it is known as Brahma. So, Evat Etat, this Evom, Eva Aksharam, is indeed Aksharam. Now, the Aksharam has got two meanings. One is what is called that which doesn't have Sharam or Shayam or BK. And same is the case with with vowels or the words which we pronounce the Shabdam. Shabdam is also known as Aksharam Nityam as per the Mimamsaga and Dvedin and the Shastra. Because the sound what we hear has got four forms. Para Madhyama Para Madhyama Vaikari Pashyanti Vaikari Para Pashyanti Madhyama Vaikari These are the forms. The Para form of sound is that which is the harmonious sound of the universe. It cannot be heard with the sense organs. But when a when an intention from the nature happens for you know making itself out of the availability of the sense organ of the sound and speech, both are connected with that, then comes comes the pashyanti. That is the time when that the intent to utter the sound comes. Then when the pashyanti, when it acts in the body with the desire of the, with the vakta, icha, or the atma manasam yoga, when it happens in the, in the body, then it is known as the madhyama, where the sound is in the form of a idea in the mind of the person who is going to speak. And when it travels through the lungs, through the throat, mouth, and up to lips, and when it is uttered as a sound, it is called vaikari. So these are the four forms of the sound. So when we are talking about Om, Om is also used for a Upasana practice in the sense that there is a there is a speed at which you have to say Om. It can be neither fast nor slow. And between one Om and next Om, there has to be a silence. Now the silence is also a part of the Om sound, which represents the the para or the harmony of the nature or the universe in the in the sense that so when we are saying om and moving into the silence when the mm, voice comes down and it merges with the silence that sound is absorbed by the universe as per the uh, shastra and when we start again the same which was absorbed by the universe gives us the energy to utter the next word by the form of all the cosmic powers come together in making us to chant the word again with the intent to hear that again for them. This is how the Shastra says. So that's the form of Upasana which is used as Om Upasana. So Aksharam here means either the word or Brahma which is the ultimate which doesn't have it sharam or nasham or dk. Eta deva aksharam param. Now here the word param is indicative of both param and aparam. Here also it says aksharam param. 
Now, param is the paravidya. Aparavidya is sharam, which is which has got decay. So when we say aksharam param, it is that knowledge which can never go once known. That param param vidya or yetnyatva sarvamidam vitnyadam bhavati, knowing which everything becomes known, or yadgatva nanivartande taddhama paramamma in the Bhagavad Gita, it's all indicating that once we know what is the reality of existence or our own our own reality it can never leave us because that is what we are so when we can never be without that today due to ignorance avidya and misunderstanding of what we are we are identifying with the body and the objects or the mind and the thoughts etc but the knowledge of that real nature once it is known it becomes acharam param by which it doesn't, it doesn't go ever. Eda deva aksharam jnatva. Once having known that aksharam as aksharam, eta om is aksharam, yo yad ichandi tasyatat. Now here the word is, ichandi is one desires. Whatever one desires, that he becomes. Tasyatat. Now this is a very uh, esoterical statement from Brahman is saying, when you have become everything or when you know that you are everything, what can be your desire? There will not be any desire. No, Aptakamasya Kaspraha is what one of the Upanishads says. The one who has, when, you know, who has satisfied with everything, Becoming everything, by becoming everything. It is not that he knows everything or he becomes everything. Then how can he have his praha means desire. Here also, ichandi. Ichadi means desires. So here, yo yat ichadi tasyatat is indicating that, that here the knowledge and the desire and the known and the subject and the knowing, everything becomes one. That is what this the mantra indicates. Even though it may appear in a, in a word, it is very simple and straightforward, but it has got a very, very deep meaning. The first sentence itself, after telling Om, what Yama says is this. Yetadeva aksharam brahma. This aksharam itself is brahman. Yetadeva aksharam param. This is the ultimate aksharam. Yetadeva aksharam jnatva. Knowing this aksharam jnatva, yo yad ichadi tasyadat. He becomes that what he desires. So that is what the literal meaning of that. Then goes to the next mantra. Yedat alambanam sreshtam, yedat alambanam param, yedat alambanam jnatva brahma lokye mahiyate. Now this is also another mantra which is very similar. Here the word, instead of haksharam, Brahma Yamaha used the word alambanam. Alambanam means substratum. Yedat alambanam sreshtam. Sreshtam means the, the superior most. The superior most substratum or the support. Yedat alambanam param is the ultimate sub, substratum. And yet alambanam jnatva, knowing that substratum what is the substratum for everything, brahma loke mahiyate. Now the word Brahmaloke Mahiyade is typically translated as 
Brahmaloka. In word that you know Brahma is residing and the the universe, what is called Brahma, were here. Loka means there has got a esoterical meaning like the previous mantra. Brahma Eva Loka Brahma Loka. Because there is nothing outside him. So Brahma Eva Loka, he himself, he is that that place where everything is there, that itself becomes the Brahma Loka. So Brahma Loka Mahiyade means he 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 rules in that world of Brahma Loka or in that Brahmatnana. Here Loke Loke means Lokete and means seeing or knowing. So Brahma Loka is by Brahmatnana. Brahmatnane Mahiyate is the meaning you can take. Now the Alambanam is the substratum which is being told. Sreshtam superior because there is nothing superior than that. Param, there is nothing, you know, alt, alt, you know what are your, more which you can consider that is ultimate. Edad Alambanam Pnyatva by knowing, see the word in the previous mantra and here it is very indicative that Jnana Meva Karanam for Ichati and Tasyatat, when he becomes the desire, he, it is the knowledge which makes him that what he is desiring. Here also, it is a Jnatva, by knowing itself, he becomes what the Brahmatnana, and in that he relishes himself or he is, he is, he is immersed in that knowledge itself. So this is the, these are the two mantras which is in the, some commentators say, these two mantras are mainly for upasana or those who want to do omkara upasana. These are the two mantras which they should use for their preparation for om and then concentrate on om. And that is the way in which the upasana is being prescribed, is being told by some of the um, commentators. But uh, Shankaracharya has got a different take. He says, Nyatva doesn't talk about upasana. It is talking about the knowledge itself. So, which makes more sense because both the mantras have got that yatnyatva. So, so that, that makes more sense to that. Then we'll go to the third mantra, which is very famous mantra. You can, you have, we'll all, we'll all, all of us have heard this in Bhagavad Gita also, which is verbatim here. Najayate mriyateva vipaschit, nayam kutaschit, nabavu akaschit. Ajo Purana Nahanyade Hanyamane Shadigide. I am Vipaschit Najayate Nava Mriyate Nababuva Kutaschit Nakaschit. I am Ajaha Nityaha Shashwataha Puranaha Nahanyade Hanyamane Shadigide. Now, what does it mean this? I am Vipaschit. This omniscient one, Vipaschit is indicating of Brahma here again, or the Omkara, what is indicated by the Omkara, or what is called as Brahma in the previous two shlokas. I am Brahma, Avayam Vipaschit, Najayate, it is not born, Vamriyate, nor it is dying. So Najayate, Vamriyate, so there is no birth or death for it. Not only that it is no birth and death, na babuva kutaschit. It has not originated from anywhere. Kutaschit means from anywhere. 
so when as per the you know some of the creation thing it is the from the hiranyagarbha in the world came like that there is a statement so here to remove all that idea as far as the world is concerned that is a different issue but as far as the om the brahma is concerned it is never has originated from anywhere na babuva kutaschit na kaschit also not by anything it is not that it is created by anything from you know like how a potter makes a pot or things like that it is not created by anybody or anything like that and therefore it is ajaha because it is now birth and death it is ajaha means it is the unborn nityaha because it has not come from anywhere it is not going from anywhere it is permanently everywhere all the time therefore it is nityaha shashvataha is permanent because it doesn't go also so nityaha and shashvata even though the meaning apparent meaning may be the same one is talking about the time space when nitya says shashvata means it is it is beyond time okay nitya can be seen any infinite of time but shashvata is beyond that there is no time in fact involved at all in so to even to denote or remove the doubt of anybody like that the next word is used is puranah purana the word purana means it is the it is the ancient means it it is the first or the you know from where everything has come so it is the oldest or the ancient most which you know if mind they want to think in that form it is in that form it is nahanyate it cannot be held even though hanyamane sharire even though it is exhibiting through the body which can be killed it per se even when the body is destroyed it is not destroyed or it is not killed so this is what krishna also tells arjuna all those young, uh, elders whom you are seeing they are all not the physical body what you are thinking even if you are thinking that you are going to kill them you are not even going to touch them because they are not the body nanyate hanyamane sharire so the it, that that aspect is what one should understand that because the the reality of the self of everyone is that it is ajaha nityaha shashvataha puranaha all those things are defining that it is doesn't come under the idea of what intelligence can grasp about it it is all beyond the level of grasping and what is graspable within the mind intellect is we has got birth jayate mriyate abhuva and all those things you know it it is born it is coming from somewhere it is taking shape it is vipariniminde you now there are six forms of uh, you know mod, mod, modification of the asti jay asti janma jayate vardate vipariniminate apakshiyate nashyate so there are six six modification to the body which is being mentioned in the in the sankhya karika that what happens to the physical body so that is also not applicable in this case that is what it is he is referring to here so then we'll go to the next show again it is a continuation of the same shloka which is also there in the bhagavad khando ched manyate khantum hatha ched manyate hatam ubautau na vijananto 
न अयम हंती न हन्यते अगेन अबाउट दैट यू नो डिस्ट्रक्शन ऑफ दैट व्हाट इज दैट एंटिटी व्हिच वी कॉल एज ब्रह्मा हंदो चेत मन्यते हंदुम देयर आर पीपल हु आर थिंकिंग दैट इट कैन बी डिस्ट्रॉयड और हंतुम कैन बी किल्ड न अतो चेत मन्यते हतम देन देयर आर पीपल हु थिंक यू नो it is by which it is healing it is being everything other things are getting destroyed ubhuto na vijanati both of them do not know the reality of that that brahma which it is neither the cause for the destruction nor it is getting destroyed na ayam handi na hanyate neither it is getting destroyed nor it is a cause for destruction so this these two mantras have got to be studied together because then only that whole meaning can come what it indicates is that it is that that aspect of that brahma which is we should know that the reality is beyond conception and with the whole and with the mind which will that even the appearance that knowledge comes what we say is not the knowledge of brahma it comes the brahma is already there the knowledge is like the removal of that the cover which was not allowing us to see the reality when that is moved the shine the shine of the light comes forth that way it is neither getting created the light of the atma you know that people are thinking that we should know the atma atma jnana has to be created or we should have that atma jnana is you have to work towards that and it's a product of karma all those things are negated in these two shlokas so we should understand these two from that point of view and then we will go to the famous mantra which is also very equally famous anoraniyan mahato mahiyan atma asya jando nahito guhayam tamakratu pasyadi vida shoko dadu prasadat mahimanam atmana anoraniyan mahato mahiyan it is subtler than the subtlest which mind can think about it so we have we we have, the mind is let us say the mind is something which is trying we are that is all the instrument we have to measure which is not physical in nature so when it is told that it is ajavanitya shashvatah puranah we know it is not something which is physical in nature so we have to look into that aspect of it which is beyond the physical aspect of physicality of things so let us look into that as anoraniyan mahato mahiyan anu means subtle anoraniyan the subtler than the subtlest what the mind can think as a subtle it is subtler than that same way mahito mahiyan mahato mahiyan it is larger than the largest which we the mind can think the see our mind can you know imagine anything which is big to the cosmos multiple universe idea has no limitation but here it is something which is that that says the shruti says it it is bigger than what your mind can conceive the, the let it let it be the biggest what you think in your mind or what your mind can ideate or imagine what is the biggest one it is bigger than that at the same time it is subtler than the subtlest because it is not physically capable by indriyas or even but the mind for mind to grasp it as an anu 
so the mind fails in understanding that so and where does it where is it where is, where, where do we know about it nihito guhayam asya jando ye jando here doesn't mean the prani or the human, i mean life here asya jando means the one who is inquiring about it nihito guhayam in the cave on the heart cave of it the person it is residing that it is because of which the mind is working therefore it is there in the mind itself and the cave of the mind it is asya jandoho means here this this prani or this being which is enquiring about it it is in the heart of that akradu pasyati the one akradu means the one which is desireless can see it tam mahiman atmana the glory of the atmana it cannot see atma he can only see the glory of atma akradu pasyati the one who is desireless can see that what tam mahimanam atmanah the glory of atma that the effect of its presence can be seen by the desireless one now here it is that importance of the desire comes whenever we bring in desire in the mind for even knowing the atma for that matter we are bringing conditions with which the desire comes in and that desire itself is a block for us to understand or know so vanda upanishad says as akradu pasyati tam mahimanam atmana even the one who has no desire who has the the sarva sanga parityagi sanyasi even for him tam mahimanam atmana they can only know the glory he can see the reflected you know glory of that atmanah and that too dadu prasadat bhita shoko dadu prasadat means here the tranquility is prasadam is the tranquility of dadu here stands for the the senses with which we can measure or know including the mind when when the tranquility sets in in our sense organs which include the mind and when we become vida shokah means free from sorrow we will know the glow reflected glory of atmanah when the desires do not spring up again in the mind and that is the time when the anoraniyan mahadomahiyan atmanah that the glory of that atma can be reflected and seen in the mind of that one asya jandoho the one who is enquiring about the real nature of atma there it shines the glory of the atma asino druvam brajati shayano yati sarvatah kastam madamatam devam madanyo jandumarhati asinah brajati duram shayanah yati sarvatah kah madanyah jandumarhati tam madamadam devam now this is the what well, the shloka is talking about asinah brajati duram he is indicating that you know with the opposite it is explaining how the glory is seen asinah duram brajati he the atma is sitting residing in the heart duram brajati but it goes far off shana shayanah yadi sarvatra even though it is residing in the 
in the asya jandoho yadi sarvatra it is spread everywhere kaha mandanya jnadu marhati tam madamadam devam that glory how no who other than you know here yama says who other than me can know that effulgent one which is joyful and at the same time joyless it is joyful madamadam madanya so it is the limit of joy but if you say it is joy it is not joy also so it is joyful at the same time joyless and that effulgence of that jnadu marhati tam devam that devam that atma aham jnadu marhati and arhasi so the one who has kahatyanumarhi who else can know about him he is am i is asking about to that tajigeda who else can know about such a person such such a reality of deva because he has said no in that initial mantra that it is the subtlest of the subtle which even devas cannot understand so that time tajigeda has asked the yama so you definitely know the truth that is why you are saying it is the subtlest of the subtle and even devas do not know from here think that is because you know it so that is why you are saying now that is the time when he insisted no i don't want anything else other than this so asina vrajanti dooram shayan asina vrajanti dooram even though it is seated in there but it it moves everywhere now here if you look at it a very similar mantra is there in the uh in the what you call swedashwadar operation apani pado javano grihita pasyatya chakshus sasrunotya karna saveti vedyam nacha tasya sasti seta tamahu ragram purusham mahantam this is a similar word apani pado javano grihita pani padam without the hand and legs he is catching and he is also traveling the one which is without leg and hand is also grasping and is also traveling pasyatya chakshu he pasyati without chakshu he can see without without the eyes sasrunotya karna he doesn't have the ears but he can hear everything saveti vedyam nacha tasya asti veta neither saveti vedyam it can be known by but at the same time nobody knows it fully tamahu ragram purusham mahantam that is the ultimate purusha whom we are talking about is the mantra in the shetasharata upanishad so here also in these two mantras which i read first one and the next mantra which is that ashariram sharireshu anavasteshu avasthitam mahanda vibhumatmanam matva dhiro na shochati ashariram sharireshu among the bodied one embodied one he is the bodiless anavastesh avasthitam among the permanent among the impermanent he is that is the most permanent in the permanency the impermanency is existed in is felt in the permanent one mahandam is is that vastness mahandam is andam so maha andam the one, the one which is limitless or the vastness vibhu vibhu is all pervading it is limitless can be in in space 
but it is also occupying the space of vibhu or pervading matva virona sochati knowing this what is the glory of this the tiraha the dimantaha the wise na sochati he is he crosses over the sorrows at brahma brahmaiva bhavati so brahma with one who knows about brahma he becomes indeed the brahma tarati shokam atmavidhi is another word which is used in another upanishad the one who knows atma he he crosses over the ocean of sorrows because he doesn't see anything which can cause him sorrow and he he is neither in the joyful state or not joyless because everything ekatto manubhashyata he sees the oneness in everything so that is the statement which we different upanishads are talking about it so all that glory is being explained by yama for in these two shlokas and then goes to the next shloka then he is yama is continuing nayamatma pravachanena libhyo namedaya na bahuna srutena नमेवैशुणुते तेन लभ्यस्तशे आत्मा वृणुते विवृणुते तनुस्व अयमात्मा दिस आत्मा लभ्य ईस अवेलेबल अयमात्मा न लभ्य यू कैन यूज द न लभ्य और यू कैन से लभ्य इट्स अवेल इट्स इट्स पॉसिबल फॉर यू टू गेट बट न प्रवचनेन नॉट बै डिस्कोर्सेस और लिसनिंग टू डिस्कोर्सेस और डूइंग अटेंडिंग डिस्कोर्सेस और कंडक्टिंग डिस्कोर्सेस न मेधया नॉर बै द इंटलेक्ट यू थिंक द लॉजिक कैन गिव दट यू आस्किंग यू नो यू लुक दिस वे यू डू एनालाइज दिस वे ऑल दो इंटलेक्चुअल लॉजिकल एनालिसिस मेथड्स विच वी आर यूसिंग इन द डिफरेंस श्रुतिज the here yama is saying it is neither by the discourses nor by the intellect atma can be you know attained na bahuna shrutena even if you read the entire scriptures in the world it is not possible to grasp what is that tena by whom eva yesha yam vrunute it alone chooses the that glory chooses itself tasya to whom yesha atma vibhrute tanum swam swam tanum its real nature it divulges itself by itself so it is what indicating here is that all the things which we do are only preparing the ground for our understanding or grasping what is the reality or but it is not mentally graspable na medaya that is why when yama says that that glory shines itself when it feels like shining when you are when you are it is not when you are ready when it feels that you are ready for it you may think you are ready but it may not shine in you it has to feel that that consciousness which is pervading through and through everywhere should feel that this jeeva with the, the the one who is 
doing all those things is potentially the recipient that decision is taken by the atma the brahma not by the knowledge which we have got hundreds of shrutis or by the intellect or doing the pravachana or none of them can make you grasp that knowledge it has to shine by itself the atma so this this shloka is very important nayamatma pravachanena labhya namedaya na bhuna shrutena emaivesha brunade tena labhyastadeshya atma vivrunade tanum swam is a very important mantra which is used by uh, all all them you know all the teachers to make us understand that you need the grace from that that power which is which is through and through in everyone every word every moment every nook and corner it is there anavaraniyan mahatomagiyan yet it is not for the intellect to grasp it nor can we know by by hearting all the shrutis it has to have the grace of it only when it showers the grace it shines within ourselves we have to become all those things which he has said you know we, we desireless with without with uh, without any without any disturbance in the mind vita shakapa vita rakapa yashkrota all those things which he, which has been mentioned in that shloka so which is which is the reason why it is important that we should it is if we need, even if we are not able to grasp it we should not worry about it because when it is time it will shine my within itself naviratavo dus duscharidena nashanto nasamahitah nashanta manaso vapi pratyanaivam amnam apnuyat na avaritaha neither by withdrawing the mind avaritaha means one who goes for deep penance by withdrawing all his sense organs and everything nor by duscharita nor by the person who is doing all ill ill uh, ill doings or all the bad things in the world neither the man who withdraws everything nor one who engages everything na shandaha neither the one who who is peaceful and in a quiet and is not neither disturbing everything na samahidaha na one though who is meditating on it na ashanta manasaha neither one whose mind is also disturbed va api even then pratyanena enam apnuyat not even by the pratyana or the you know it here also again is pratyana means intellect but in a different aspect vishesha jnana prakrshena jnana vikrshena jnanena anam na apniyat it is not attainable even by that so neither by the pravachana nor by intellect neither becoming withdrawn from this thing neither by indulging it neither by having peace of mind nor by meditating nor by disturbed mind nor by special efforts of knowledge this cannot be known then in the in the final verse um uh, uh, brahma he is asking himself he is asking a question to nachiketas before concluding asya 
अस्य ब्रह्म च चक्रम च उभौ बवतः ओदन मृत्यु उपसेचनम का इत्था वेदा यस्य ब्रह्म च चक्रम फॉर दैट ब्रह्म एंड क्षत्र इज इंडिकेटिंग ऑफ ब्राह्मण एंड क्षत्रिय इन सम कमेंडेटर्स से दैट द ओल्ड इन द स्क्रिप्चरल पीरियड these secret knowledge of shastra in the upanishad were either taught by kshatriyas or brahmanas both of them had different sets of knowledge and they interacted and their thing but also brahmana is the one who is in the austerity penance and all those thing while the kshatra the kshatriya or the royal people were engaged in that worldly engagement they may be doing ill, Ill doing by doing attacking the country and harassing people and all so all those definitions which he mentioned is connected in the two words brahmachatra shastram chau ube ube bhavatah odana they get consumed by this brahman because all the qualities and all the good and bad which we are seeing where does they disappear when the body of the brahma brahmana or the kshatriya go Where the world is all the qualities which we called on the nama roop of the brahmana and the kshatriya it becomes his food odanaha means food bhavatah odanaha means for the brahma in in the brahma they they go and that qualities which we call with which we call it as brahmana and kshatriya do not exist anymore mrutyu yasya upasechanam kaha and for that dissolving these qualities of the bodies of brahmana and chatra when the death place because that was the question which asked by najiketa in the beginning we should understand the third question some say after death it is there some say it is not there tell me the truth here is a statement he is indicating that were the all the qualities of the human beings and the whole world dissolved and it becomes a, as if it becomes a food for it and death is the sauce in which it takes the food or upasejanam is which really means a sauce in that which is mixed along with the food to be consumed because food is dry so for to consume for dry food upasejanam is now used so he is using that simile here the qualities of the brahmana and the kshatriya which is the encompassing the entire variety of what human beings can do becomes the food for the brahma or in the sense it all dissolves in brahma when the body is left by those two people either the good or the you know the enjoying one both of them when they leave the body in the process of death that is the sauce is the death has become a sauce it is consumed in brahma or it become or it becomes a food for brahma means it is it dissolves in brahma it is not known you can't see that on the dead body anymore का इत्त वेदाचरियालिटीट nor can be physically grasp it neither the by the intellect nor by the brain nor by tapas nor by any of the thing 
when it feels like having its glory shown to thing it shines on the person deserving it by mere its own choice not by our efforts so karma cannot take it make you understand what is brahma it will shine on the mind which is clear the mind so all what we do is only to bring in clarity for our our own entity for the that the to to the make make the window open let the sun shine come in something similar to that only we can say about it we have to be open to ours our own this things for this this truth to shine within ourselves with that we have come to the conclusion of the tritya valli and the next one is the third valli of the first chapter where the this thing uh, yama continues his explanation about ishwara and jiva which we will do it in the next week om purnamada purnamidam purnat purnamudachyate purnasya purnamadaya purnameva vashishyate om shanti 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 hari yo shri gurubhyo namaha hari yo धन्यवाद प्रसाद ओवरटी थैंक यू थैंक यू अरविंद जी दैट वाज अ वेरी एग्जॉस्टिव डिस्क्रिप्शन वी आर नाउ डिस्कसिंग वी आर इन द कोर ऑफ द उपनिषद्स एंड दैट इज व्हाई दीस पोर्शंस दैट वी हैव डिस्कस्ड टुडे एंड द वंस दैट आर टू कम आर ऑफ ग्रेट इंपॉर्टेंस इन अंडरस्टैंडिंग द एसेंस ऑफ द उपनिषद्स and i request uh the from onwards at the core of the upanishads is understood and today we have discussed most of what the nature of the atman is we have also discussed how the upanishads extol om as the supreme being and that which symbolizes the supreme being now uh, we will have question and answers so i request our listeners and members in the room whoever wants to come up and ask aurobind ji any questions please feel free namaste प्रणाम प्रत्येक जी प्रणाम लोली वंश प्रणाम अरविंद जी अरविंद जी वेरी ब्यूटीफुल एंड आई कीप एंजॉइंग द सत्संग एंड विद सो मच ब्यूटी विद सो मच ग्रेस इट इज वेरी ब्यूटीफुल सो जस्ट फॉर द सेक ऑफ ऑल ऑफ अस टुगेदर अरविंद जी एज द उपनिषद मेंशंस दैट इट इज नोन बाय इट्स ओन ग्रेस ओनली एंड इट कैन नॉट बी इवन नोन बाय द नॉलेज एंड एनी नॉलेज कैन बी एक्वायर्ड सो Arvind ji i request you to kindly guide us what is the first step one should take to become worthy of the grace of the great self itself what is the f- first step one should take because the kaliyug has happened the jobs are happening we are so busy these days what is the first step because the self decides when to grace upon us but the whole teaching the whole shruti also is about that knowledge is required to arrive and we become worthy of that grace itself 
what is the first step i request arvind ji to guide us on to what is the first step one someone who is so busy with the world should take from tomorrow morning to become worthy of that grace so that some day whenever the self decides to shine upon them <laughs> thank you so much namaste sanji ji and thank you all uh, in the subsequent uh, portion of the upanishad yama himself explains the methods but uh, basically what once we all should understand that we are all what you call servants or addicted to sense organs and its own control on our thinkings so we should be aware of sense organs will do their job because prakritir anyato bhavo kathanchit bhavishyati whatever may be what is in the creation has a purpose for which it has been created we cannot change that the fire will be fire water will be water eyes can only see light ears can see only hear only sound the organs or the body or everything will be the same the only thing which which, which is in our control is instead of forgetting the nature of these sense organs and our mind if we identify ourselves with the flow of the sense organs or the mind we are moving away from the reality so the first and foremost thing which anybody can start doing is to be attentive to be aware of the you know the games played by the mind and the sense organs in taking us away from the reality so be attentive in this in this month in this upanishad itself the same uttishtada jagrata that is what to say the even vivekananda quotes it all the time uttishtada jagrata uttishtada means attention jagrata means be be attentive to everything then prapyavara nibodada having then attained with you know reached varan means an apt person nibodada you tell that what purpose have you come for he can guide you so that is what one of the statement which yama makes to nachiketa in this one and then also about that an mantra is avrta chakshu amrutatvam ichchan pratyekatmanam ichchan the sense organs and it's how the control of that only can take you to the realization of what is the pratyekatma so this this is how we can start because we can only start with what we have we have been given sense organs and the mind that is the only instrument we have the body is a reaction to what the sense organs give only if we see light we can walk if in the darkness we can't walk same way if we hear a sound we know what sound is that and then we decide what to do that if he calling us or calling if he is talking us or abusing us all those things are from sound same way touch taste and smell all of them will give us information but when we put a value to that and then we decide the reaction should be based on the value which we created we are not reacting to the world we are reacting to what the senses want us to react so see a flower as a flower not as a beautiful flower to be plucked from the tree enjoy the sea beauty of the flower on the tree let the butterflies enjoy as much as you have enjoyment the butterfly also is there right to enjoy it don't pluck it and destroy a opportunity for a butterfly or a bee to 
enjoy from the flower. Same way, everything and anything in the world. Let nature grow its own way. Learn from the nature. Be the natural in our living. That's that's the best. Thank you so much, Arvindji Pranam, to you once again. Thank you for greeting us. What a beautiful question and what a great answer. Namaste, Srinivas. Hey, Namaste, Patrick. Hi, Namaste, Arvindji. Namaste, everyone. Uh, yeah, I uh, like the session very much. Very coarse locus. So. uh like my question is like uh, on that nahanyate hanyamane sharire so so basically then how do we understand like uh, maybe in, in the next lokas he is telling it but in general it's again about uh, how do we understand when our body is dying or what is that shloka actually telling about a human dying or how to how do we look at dying so should we look at it as we get reborn in some other upadi or uh, like what dies and what does not die like <laughs> that can, if you can expand a bit more i think it will be nice okay i'm not going into the upanishad way of explaining it because it 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 needs references and that quotation from the upanishad but still now what i have covered using that i'll explain to you na jayate mriyate va kadachit kadachit means never it was born neither it is taking blood nor it is dying so it, what is by what is that is leave jayate what is taking birth and what is mriyate what is dying definitely it is not that now if you identify with the one which is dying or taking birth then you have birth and decay it is just like that if you are identifying with the train or where where i don't know let us say if you are identifying with an object which is which is uh, normally which happens with a very people who are very much attached when their dear one love dies they go into such a depression or sometimes some people have committed suicide also it is to that extent that they feel that inseparable from the other one but actually that person was born different time different place different location for different conditions you were born at different place different location different condition he that person had a different mindset and organs and everything he had enjoyed the life you have a different set but when you have attachment takes place to that extent people cannot take the separation they take that feel that they are they also they have no purpose in their living i have seen this happening in the people sometimes when children die the parents become like that or then sometimes the spouse dies the the other person other spouse becomes depressed and become that it, it can be with any 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 situations you know you, there is no there is no examples left you can you may be knowing all of you may be knowing forget about that human attachment everything even if you look at it assume a pot is being broken the mud which was there earlier when it takes a shape of a pot we say the pot is born 
the potter made the pot so the pot is made and the pot comes into space into the existence we have a utility value of it by for water uh, liquid carrying or filling grains or cooking or whatever may be the purpose but after it breaks when it breaks we our our all the utility can we cannot be carried on for that it becomes earth and we don't have any value for that so it is thrown out which becomes mud again now when the mud is again after maybe centuries or some time another person makes a pot out of that mixed with new pots new mud mixed into it another pot will come up in life in fashion but the pot looking from the mud point of view the mud has never become the pot even if it is mixed that a pot broken pot comes back into it and it is mixed with some more manure mud and becomes another pot still mud is not become pot it is only a name and shape which is comes so when you call it as a rebirth the previous pot has broken part of the mud is used and the new pot is being made some the new pot may have some qualities of the old mud which will be mixed with new qualities of some mud so the new body may have some new qualities it may not it may not 99% of the time we not don't even remember what is the previous body was like that because that is not how the transformation takes place so materialistically if you look at it there is there is neither the death of the matter nor creation of the matter all what goes on is only transformation from mud to a name and form of a pot and from name and form of a pot back to mud and it keeps on happening so the birth and death keeps on happening now if you look at space in which the mud is existing the pot is coming in it is asangaha it is neither this neither affected by the mud nor by the pot nor the pot has got oil in it or water in it or it has got urine in it it doesn't matter for the the space it is immaterial it doesn't react to it it is neither affected by it neither happy of it nor sorrow about it it in it everything happens it's only a witness to things happening in itself neither associating with it not associating with it so all those examples are used in the shruti for explaining this this is how the life comes in birth and if you want to know furthermore shastra also says every deep sleep is death of a waking person when he wakes up again he recollects from his past but he is a new person who has woken up he the surroundings has remained the same appearance wise but it has moved in space so much of distance which he is not able to know his ignorance is telling him he is in same place it is just like we are sleeping in a train train is moving in the night we slept when we wake up in the next day morning we are in the same train in the same berth but train has moved from delhi all the way to bhopal or even to hyderabad we don't we that, that movement has taken place we are waking up in a new location new place and everything but we have the feeling that oh in the same berth we, we i slept in the same berth and i am waking up in the same berth but physically if you look at it is not the same place the space has changed time has changed everything has changed 
But familiarity, we feel that, you know, it's the same person coming up because we carry the memory from our previous waking, associate with what scenes we are seeing. Time is an association. So from that, that point, again, in the night we go, we, we pack up everything. We don't carry with it anything. All things which we have, the name, form and relationship, including the identification with the body, the mind and the intellect is packed off. And we are, we are as if we are dead. But we don't feel that we are dead because when we come back, we get back to the same thing. It is just like remove when you're going for a shower, you remove all your dress and come when you after your shower, when you come back, you wear same the dress. No, that feeling is there when we are waking up. That is why we don't feel that we are dying. But what is death is same as what is in deep sleep. So when when you are dying, what is going to happen is that this mind, this physical body, Everything which is made out of this mud from this, this life, we leave it here in this place where we are, whether it is burned or buried or eaten by animals, doesn't matter. Nothing happens to that. The mind which had an identity also dies along with that, with that body. That is why the I doesn't go to the next life. Or there is next life is what? The same thing which has become ash after burning or cremation or buried, everything. Is goes through the metamorphosis of becoming vegetation, cycle, and eaten by eaten by animals or parents, and progeny takes place from that. And another life comes, another body comes up. But the atma which was there, which was witnessing all this thing, it has not taken birth, not died. It is a reflection of the mind which makes us feel that the mind is the I, and the reflection of the I in the mind is the identity which we say, I am Srinivas, I am Aravind, I am Prasad, etc., etc. That identity is with the mind, it also will go along with the death. But the the awareness, which doesn't have any object to be aware of, which is in your deep sleep, can never die, can never be born. Thank you, Arvindaji. Very nice. Uh, namaste, Anchor. Uh, namaskar, uh, Arubindaji and Patrick. Um, just a couple of questions. One, uh, uh, Nachiketa um, follows uh, his uh, father's utterances, even though they were insincere. Uh, should, is that the right way? Or should... Is that how um, um, people should behave? Should insincere orders or utterances be followed, or uh, this was this might be more of an opportunity uh, or some realization, which uh, would essentially make Nachiketa do what he did. That's one. Um, second is what is the value of um, not uh, um, remembering what happened after uh, uh, Nachiketa comes back to uh, returns from Yama, right? Um, is it desirable or you think the way things are that mind dies with body, that's how it should be? That is the first question. Nachiketa was a very intelligent student and he has studied 
everything from the Veda, what is right and what is wrong. So when his father had set aside the best cows for in the son's name and was gifting all that old and, uh, you know, useless cows in the Yaga as Dakshina, Nachiketa knows very well that the father is not doing the right thing. Which he should do the right thing and he should go to Surga. That was the intention of the father while doing the Eknya. The son also knows that father after the Eknya should go to Surga Loka as per the scripture. Only if he does the right thing. But when he is giving things which are not wanted by him as the Eknya, the duty of the son is to correct father if he is making a mistake. That is why the only way he could do that was because he had kept the best cows in the name of Nachiketa. So only if Nachiketa goes and asks his father, whom will I, whom will you give me? Because I am also a property for you, know, Like every cattle and other property, children are also property of the father. So he had the right to ask, why, who, to whom will you give me also? So father first two times didn't answer for that, but when irritated, third, third time he says, I'll give you to death. That was all that was Nachiketa wanted to, in the sense that he should give my, me also to somebody, so that along with me the good cows also will be given. So Sarvasya Dhanam will happen to my father. That way he is saving his father. And that also gives Nachiketa the opportunity to meet Yama. So when he says that I should be treated the same way I was when I go back to my father, he was asked, he had asked a very wise question or a wise boon from Yama. Two things, that he is going back to his father. Second thing is that he is going back with the body and the mind and the intellect and everything what he has learned with himself. As, as the father had seen him and known him before. And in the philosophical implication of that answer is that the one who knows death and lives in the world, there is no difference in him before and after in physical appearances. What changes is the knowledge? That is the philosophical implication of it. Um, Ankur, is that good? Thank you. I mean, I would... Uh, uh, will, uh, will that choice also not, uh, to some extent... Uh, indicate that for Nachiketa already uh, given uh, it was uh, essentially he found that uh, the life that he was living the way it was he he did not see a purpose in it rather he thought the better purpose of his life is better served if he got received if he had an opportunity to understand the truth of it the purpose of it uh, and uh, without it, he would rather follow uh, that um, insincere utterance uh, rather than continue um, living as as it were. I didn't quite understand your question, but uh, from uh, from what I could understand, Nachiketa' interest was to know the full truth all the time. Because he has understood from the scriptures what he was taught by the father and the other teachers in the ashrama that what is Atma, what is Brahma and what is... But 
that is why he when he meets yama also the third boon which he is asking is that some say that death after death nothing is there some say that after death it is it is there what is there he doesn't know tell me what is if it is there what is that that is the question which he asked so nachiketa's intention of uh, asking that question was having ensured the first two the first one was the most Im, uh, important one second one was more for upasana and the karmakandas but his main question which is the main theme of the upanishad is to know the truth what is death and beyond death so from that point of view which he could not get the, from his parents and the teachers in the ashrama he got he made use of the opportunity when he got an opportunity to fa- in face with the death the lord of death that is what the purpose was he he was a very very firm student to know what he wants he was focused he had the knowledge but he was not getting it in the from the earthly living and he when he got an opportunity to know that he didn't lose the opportunity because he was still focused uh thank you roshan ji uh, uh, namaskar no, shiva a... just one moment please uh roshan roshan hey hi guys namaste everyone yeah i'm interested to listening actually uh, it's a beautiful comment is going on so as i understood the kathu upanishad so there is a three things which we have to know first the one is the main ruling is the nasiketa who is the disciple the another one is the father the father figure the father of nasiketa and the another one is the yam yam means uranus so uranus uh, represents over here as a guru the master so when the katha katha is the name of the rishi who wrote the katha upanishad so what the katha maharshi is trying to explain by giving the these types of uh, platform where a father is donating his son to the death so what it's going over here the death the yama yama is explaining to the nasiketa the reality of death the reality of existence the reality of life and nasiketa is a really a good disciple who is trying to seek beyond the death so he start giving uh, asking the different kinds of the question to the yama and yama is replying all those questions rashan sorry for interrupting may i ask you do you have a question for arabindaji uh i think i don't have the questions right okay, now okay so just because we've got so many if you don't mind i'm just going to mute you and we're going to move on next we've got so many people and it's uh, it's a lot of time for arabind yep. so out of respect thank you so much yep. Yeah so uh Mahidar Mahidar Pranam sir Pranam namaste Namaste sir 
ಸರ್ ಅರವಿಂದ ಸರ್ ನಮಸ್ತೆ ಸರ್ ಥ್ಯಾಂಕ್ ಯು ಥ್ಯಾಂಕ್ ಯು ಫಾರ್ ಯುವರ್ ಸೆಷನ್ ಸರ್ ಯುವರ್ ಗಿವಿಂಗ್ ಲಾಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಇನ್ಫಾರ್ಮೇಷನ್ ಫಾರ್ ಅಸ್ ಇಟ್ ಇಸ್ ವೆರಿ ಯೂಸ್ಫುಲ್ ಫಾರ್ ಅಸ್ ಸರ್ ಸರ್ ಹಿಯರ್ ಇನ್ ಅವರ್ ಟ್ರೆಡಿಷನ್ ವಿ ಥಿಂಕ್ ಜನರಲಿ ಅಟ್ ದಿ ಟೈಮ್ ಆಫ್ ಡೆತ್ ಇಫ್ ಎ ಪರ್ಸನ್ ಈಸ್ ರಿಮೆಂಬರಿಂಗ್ ದಿ ನೇಮ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿ ಗಾಡ್ ಆರ್ ಹಿ ವಿಲ್ ಗೆಟ್ ಮೋಕ್ಷ ಲೈಕ್ ದಟ್ ಸಮಥಿಂಗ್ ಇಸ್ ದೇರ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಹಿಯರ್ ವಿ ಆರ್ uh understanding everything is uh, said by yama is there any connection we can interrelate with that sir yes my dear the see you should understand upanishads are jnana marga or the path of knowledge and what you said is not wrong because in the puranas and even in bhagavad gita for that matter which is talking about the bhakti marga at the time of the bhakti marga prayana kale pima so when krishna says that the one who thinks about me at the time of death he will reach me now in the literal sense if you look at it krishna making a statement the one who thinks about me at the time of death will reach me in the prima facie or in the face value it look like that if somebody can think about krishna at the time of death he will reach krishna now to establish the same story the story of ajamila is there in the bhagavatam also which is a very similar one where based on this a story has been written in bhagavatam now but if you look at it the meaning of the verse and that story or that verse is that prayana kale mam sparan tyaktam kalebharam is what it is being told kalebharam means the body tyaktwa having abandoned the body mam ansmaran one who thinks about me mam that is what the whole crux of that verse is that first of all when we are dying we are not throwing the body we have still got attachment with the body the tyaktwa kalebran doesn't happen to get the moksha first and foremost because we are still attached with the body sense organs and everything we don't want even to leave the body we are even at that time last moment also we are thinking about some of the something about related to the body and i am the body so tyaktwa kalebaram when krishna says that one who has detachment to the body and thinks about mam dar mam is standing for the atma bhava of krishna krishna as an atma in the body one who detaches with all the attachments which he had with the body when he detaches with that atta- attachments of the body and abides in the atma on the krishna or the atma both are the same there such a person moksha to him such a person moksha will happen natural that is exactly what the upanishads is also say these are not two different things so when we are reading a shloka you should read it and understand it its full in depth meaning if we do not get it from somewhere in the books on translation because most of the translation will not go into the philosophical aspect because they want only literal beauty and translation so if you want to do that the pradivada 
it is coming in the middle of bhagavad gita almost so we should start from the beginning second chapter is the most important chapter in the entire bhagavad gita so once who can understand bhagavad gita in the second chapter for him the rest of the chapters are much easier because he can relate to the philosophy in the second chapter when he reads the rest of the chapters so this second chapter if you have studied you would have got the answer for this one also it would not have gone by the literal meaning that one at the time of death somebody can think about krishna i don't know whether it is possible or not i am definitely sure if you have got an attachment with the body either you will be thinking about body related or about your property about your child or anybody not about krishna bhagwan himself that thought will not come for that easy yes sir thank you sir i understood sir very wonderfully you said sir i understood thank you uh, namaste har Namaste Hari Hari Prakash How about now No oh, no is better okay. Yeah I mean thanks for a wonderful uh, articulation and uh, talk and uh, I don't have any questions but uh, I'm sure uh, including me we have benefiting a lot and we have, we have benefited we are going to benefit a lot from this thank you hari uh vish was on a call right now so uh namaste shiva namaste patrick uh, namaste ravindra ji namaste shiva I doubt uh, it's a doubt or a question because of through your speech that uh, suddenly I got a doubt why is that examples that we use it in terms of understanding philosophy or even understanding the oneness of the oneness of the supreme uh, because if, when when the mud becomes the pot there is no life there is no movement or there is no pain or there is no suffering there is uh there is no happiness there is no feeling there is no sense organs that are involved but why is that only living if you you can take it as a living creature human being or any animals there is a sense of pain or suffering to the body or through the senses that goes at all so comparison of the examples is, is that a better way of understanding philosophy see basically examples make understanding easier otherwise by just reading upanishad the non the truth should have been known to everyone even shankara would not have written about snake and rope or uh, you know sanu purusha etc 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 all were we had examples are to give an aspect of an example when i said mud and the rebirth part of it i wanted to bring in two aspects into the example the physical body 
where you say pain is there, the life is there, and etc. In the body, there is no life. Only when the that atma, when the, reflecting in the mind, there is pain and pleasure which is exhibited. When that too in waking or dreaming only, not in the deep sleep. Even when the atma is reflecting in the body, even a mosquito sits on a sleeping who is deep sleeping. He is not even aware of the mosquito bite. He doesn't have a pain also. He is not awareing of the sound of even though his eyes are open to the world. Even the sound will be coming even on a rocking, highly noisy train. Everybody can get deep sleep. that shows that even sound will not disturb us in in our sleep so such conditions show that the body physical body even only shows the pain and pleasure in the state of waking and dream only dream as a dream experience wake with waking experience but the 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 entity which is in the body is like the space for the pot and the pot is made of the matter from the earth just as the body of the which shows the pain and pleasure in the presence of space or atma is similar to the matter which is with which the body is made by the calcium carbon phosphorus all the organ hydrogen nitrogen whatever names you want to use it you can use it there is no difference between what is available in that and what is available in the body the chemical composition can be in different matter it may have calcium it may have silica it may have phosphorus it may have carbon it may have oxygen it may have nitrogen all the hydrocarbons are even in the in the you know in inorganic and organic all chemicals will be there in the form of metal and non metals in the body but which shows that it is a matter from the earth the body grows what you feed with from the earth so it goes back to the earth when the body dies it disintegrates into the parts which it which which it was made the space which was there in the pot has never gone anywhere in the same way the atma that consciousness which was reflecting through the mind is still there but the mind cannot have any more reflection just as the you know the water from the pond has evaporated and the water cannot be used for reflection anymore that even the sunlight is falling on the pot on the pond there is no water there to reflect so there is no reflection on the water the sun doesn't mean the sun has stopped shining same way the mind even though it is not able to shine atma is still the atma cannot go anywhere atma is sarvavyapi so it is from these two i wanted to bring a relationship between the same example between the pot and the body both have got identical properties when it comes to the explanation part of it that doesn't mean space is atma no that difference we will have to still make and the mud pot which is made out of putting in a clay shaping and putting in a furnace is not the body which you have because it's created out of you know mother and the womb and the generation embryo etc etc there is a different process for a larva or a fly it is a different process it can be egg andajam dibijam chetajam there are different categories of creation so one of the creation is human body it which is by birth jarajam 
So that is where the difference we'll have to make. So examples help us to understand similarity, but in all similarity, there is only a certain aspect we have to take. We cannot example and that, you know, exemplified is never the same. In the famous saying in the Shruti is that Rama Ravano Yuddham, Rama Ravano Yuddham Viva. So what is Rama Ravana Yuddha? It is like Rama Ravana Yuddha. There cannot be a second Yuddha which is equal to Rama and Ravana Yuddha. Same way, Shiva who is talking there, only one Shiva is there. I cannot say is this Shiva is like that Shiva. No, there is only one. So examples to bring certain aspects of Shiva, I can say that this boy is also like Shiva, what has done, etc, etc, etc. I can say some qualifications. But it can't be the same. Because there is only one, in any any case, there is only one. The example which we are used has some properties which we can compare. That's all. Uh, namaste, uh, Vagisha. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Shiva. Uh, yes. Uh, first of all, uh, it's uh, very beautifully explained. So, Arvind, I, I uh, came at the last moment, but uh, it's mind-blowing explanation by Arvindji. So, thanks for that. Um, I have one question. Uh, so, the, what is the basic dif- what is the difference between Jnani and uh, Ajnani? So, before that, like Jnani and Ajnani, uh, Jnani is the one who realized, and uh, Ajnani is who not realized actually. So, uh, the body of both of them will be same. Uh, body remains same. And Atman, whether one realize or doesn't realize, uh, will remain Paramatma itself. So there is no difference in the in that. So the only difference between the one who realized and one who not realized should just exist in mind. So is the mind is the only difference between both of them or there is something else? There is absolutely no difference between Jnani and Atnani. But the way of thinking is the only difference. Is that it, it is it is it is the people outside who has given the terminology jnani and atnani the jnani he looks inside for his own reality the atnani looks outside for his through his sense organs to the world outside the jnani who having seen the inside of his is not different from the world outside he doesn't have to look inward or outward he sees everything the same everywhere the one who knows that outside and inside are of the same consciousness substratum or the same thing with which it has been made, he such a person is called a jnani. Atnani still not have started looking inside, so he sees multiplicity in the world outside. Light as sound, separate as every every object is sound in nama rupa, the multiplicity he sees. So he deals with that multiplicity as a reality. The jnani deals with the multiplicity, knowing very well that everything is made out of hearts, or after all, it's all existent consciousness, and that the name and form is only for utility purpose. So for utility purposes, he used the name and form. But he, even when using utility purpose, he has the undercurrent knowledge, the reality of everything. That is a Thank you for that great question. Um, Yogi, uh, Yogi uh, Namaste. Vishwa had a question. He was on the phone in between. Uh, who was? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, namaste, Jay Sri Ram. Uh, 
ரைட் so then is the is the journey from the from from ignorance to enlightenment is that journey just happening within the mind because in reality nothing is changing there is no journey ishwar <laughs> first and foremost <laughs> the gnani once having known the reality for him he even the gnani is the atman only the atnani wanting to know the truth goes to the gnani and asks what is the difference which you see because atnani sees the gnani not making a difference between raga dvesha suga dukkha and all those things for him everything is the same he doesn't react to the way reaction happens to the world by normal people his mind is at composure for him nothing entertains him nothing is boring for him he has neither entertainment interest nor boring interest in the world outside he he just perceives them with equal interest which cannot be understood by a atnyani so he goes to the atnyani ask what is that makes you different that you don't see difference in the world outside which i am seeing then that atnyani starts explaining to the atnyani or the one who asked the question he said he doesn't say that everybody sarvam kalidam brahma is the knowledge so even atnyani is a brahma only but without having the capacity to see that if somebody goes and asks the atnyani doesn't treat him as an atnyani atnyani treats him as a as another another nol person nol who has the knowledge but doesn't know the knowledge that doesn't make that person a, anything different from what he is his reality is that it is just like one person has opened his eyes the other person has still closed the eyes and he is saying i can't see it so that person who has opened the eyes knows that this person is not able to see because he is still not open the eyes he helps him to open the eyes that's all beautiful um, it, it's a little bit of a hard concept to uh, at least for the mind to grasp um, this is what but, what the upanishad like, said no it can't be grasped with the mind because it is anoraniyan mahatomahiyan it is subtler than what mind can grasp it. and it is vaster than the what the mind can even ever, even even imagine so how can it mind, mind mentally you can grasp it so only tasya prasada the grace of that atma the knowledge shines in our in each one of us beautiful thank you thank you arbindo ji <laughs> that is beautiful <laughs> it's so profound it's so beautiful sunny started it out with that question the grace it's the it's that grace um that uh is is that thing that we in order to know that thing uh that thing's grace uh, must be present to know that that's <laughs> like the paradox <laughs> but uh vishwa it's a great question though loved it yeah 
So we could spend a day on just that alone, but we've got so many uh, questions. Uh, Yog Singh, uh, well. Namaste, Patrick Ji. Arvindu Ji, last 10 minutes, the way you described the beauty of a jnani, that even a jnani is the ultimate reality also. I had a huge bump. I can't describe. And then the last sentence when you say, mind cannot grasp it. Someone was asking it on the mind things. It was so beautiful. I have, you know, my bowing down to your lotus feet. It's a, such a beauty. And Patrick Ji, I could feel that energy in you also. Wonderful, Arvind. Okay. So, uh, we've had a lot of questions. Kiran is there? Kiran? Yeah, Kiran's gonna, uh, close up, uh, with, um, okay. with final chance. And just okay. so everyone knows, uh, we'll, um, we'll reopen the room, uh, after we close this, uh, but, uh, for open general discussion, uh, you can follow up on Kato if you want to. But okay. We're gonna end the room. Okay, so, uh, you've got okay. the time, uh, Kiran? Yeah, I have the time. I'll, I'll stay okay. back.